And hello and very welcome to episode 96 of the Irish Photography Podcast. We're still stuck in isolation, but we've had an idea. Plenty of other people out there are stuck in isolation too, so we're going to check in and see how they're getting on. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. And like you said, it's a very special episode this evening because we're still stuck in isolation. But myself and Dermot have had our discussions on what we're dealing with isolation, but we decided to check in with a couple of other people as well. Before we get to them, I kind of have to go to you, really, Dermot. What's the crack? How are you getting on? How's isolation been since the last week, anyway? What do you mean, kind of? What the fuck do you mean, kind of? Do you know, just just come to me and say how special I am and I'm such a really nice dude, you know? I don't have to make it all sound bad about me, you know? It's not nice. Why would I want to say something like that every single week, man? Come off uh, the stage, like, you I know what I mean? you got to give it to you in dribs and drabs. I suppose. I mean, I could have bypassed you because I, we've got two people to talk with us this evening and I'm more excited to talk to them than I am to talk to you, to be honest. That's great. You just make me feel great about being your friend. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, my window for the van has finally <laughs> came. It's here. Happy days, so we're going to start fitting it during the week, so if the sun is shining, which it's supposed to be, uh, we're going to start cutting the van apart and install the left-hand side window of the van. So yeah, the rebuild is going to be taken off again. Oh. Yeah, so. Happy days, man. Happy days. Happy days. And, you know, we were talking there last week about things to do and, you know, what we were trying to keep ourselves busy with. If you didn't have your van conversion, what else would you be doing? Would you be going out taking more photos or is that are you kind of confined to or resigned to saying, okay, I'm not going to get out taking photos at the moment? No, I don't think I'd have the passion to go taking photos if, if I can't really go further than two kilometers. There's only so much macro photography that you can do at home. So mm. I kind of get bored of that kind of quite fast. Um, I know Thomas Seaton's got about 50 videos now at this stage on macro photography and he is going deep with it. Like, you know, it's <laughs> a fair play to him, but I, I can't, man, I can't. He didn't go too deep, no, to be fair, you know, it wasn't that big a tank that he went into. But I mean, in fairness, he is trying to keep himself entertained and find different ways, as you say. But like, we've got a two kilometre radius that we can go out to. And, you know, we've often said about different countries. So today we're actually not going to talk to anybody else from Ireland. We're going to talk to two people, which a lot of people would know anyway already, because both of them have been guests on the podcast before. But we're going to go across the ocean, across the wild Atlantic and over to the north uh a continent i suppose really into canada and over to vancouver island and we're going to have a chat with two of our good buddies mr gavin hardcastle and mr adam gibbs and i suppose first of all anyway gentlemen thank you very much i hope you're both okay you're both surviving so far yeah hello yes yeah yeah, yeah. thanks for having us on guys yeah. no bother yeah, yeah thanks for coming thanks for coming back on yeah you know we had such fun the first time we said we'd have to try and get you both on together because yeah really kind of like a very good double act together so before we actually start i suppose really discussing what you're doing how are you getting on so far anyway with yourself i go to adam adam how are you getting on in the last number of weeks being stuck in isolation uh well actually uh not much has really changed <laughs> I, I i mean I'm, I'm pretty much in <laughs> isolation anyway uh i only have one or two friends that I see on a regular basis and uh, yeah it's pretty much business as usual except for you know of course uh, you know workshops and stuff but photography wise we, we haven't been 
really affected too too much by like we don't have to stay in our homes uh, on the island yet. Anyway. Okay. Uh, they they don't recommend that you go out, but um, uh, the, there isn't that many people here. So uh, if I want to go into the backwoods, uh, it's you know I'm I'm less likely to see people there than I, than I am in in town here. So uh, it's it's still pretty good for yeah. shooting right now. Uh, but they have closed the ferries down. So do you think come to that stage where you have to stay in home that you'll have kind of a two kilometer range? Like is that coming down uh, the line? I, it's possible. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, I, I've been spending most of my time at home anyway, just to, um, you know, because I, I, I certainly don't want to uh, put any myself or anybody else in kind of danger of getting anything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so uh, I try to, you know, limit it as much as possible. But as far as photography goes, I mean, I still go out on my own. So um, cool. I haven't been hanging out with Gavin very much lately, uh, but uh yeah, and why why is that? Why is that like? Do, do you not like him anymore, or something? Or well, I think you know, he's he's dealing with his stalker. Um, mm. I think that's a, a big <laughs> issue for Gavin. He's uh, he's having a lot. Of, I think it's it's come. He's, he's actually taken it to court now. I think. Let's progress, done. Wow. <laughs> dealing with that. Yeah. You know, earlier when you said one or two friends, am, am I one of those? <laughs> That's uh, what I was thinking when he said that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think on the island you're my, my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's Aww. nice, though, isn't it? That's nice. <laughs> and I suppose, yeah, we might as well find out how you've been getting on as well, Gavin, in the last number of weeks with isolation. Because, you know, Gavin, we were great to go to him first. Or Adam, sorry, we were great to go to him first because he is the, the isolation guru, it seems. He's been doing it for many, many years, you know. But from your point of view, how are you getting on with it? It's the same as what Adam just said, really. It's, you know, in terms of uh, work and, you know, my passion, photog photography, it's no different. It's absolutely no different. Um, I think, you know, like your domestic life is different. I, I can't, I can't go to the gym anymore. That's closed down. But really my other, my only social interactions that I would ever have in life would be, uh, going to the gym and buying groceries every couple of days. You know, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't mm -hmm. one of those. Now you have to shop for like two weeks or something, but back, back in the day before Armageddon, uh, I'd just like buy groceries for two or three days because otherwise if I didn't, I wouldn't see humans. Yeah. Because yeah. yes. I'm sat in front of this computer 12 hours a day editing YouTube videos for your entertainment. So same as Adam, nothing's really changed in terms in terms of workload. But, uh, you know, the the small social life that I did have has evaporated like, like everybody, I guess. Mm. And what sort of restrictions have you guys got over there? So can you, you're not on lockdown. You can leave your homes. You can go to where you want to go at the moment, yeah? You've got like a two kilometer maximum radius. Is that yeah. what you've got? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Man, that's... Um, and, you, that, and that's walking distance. Um, so you can't drive somewhere that's two kilometers and then go for a walk as far as you want. You can only go two kilometers from your home and a walking point view. For you to drive, you can go and get your essentials. So you can go... To grocery, you can go to pharmacy, um, you can go get pet, uh, you can go to the doctor, and you can go only in emergencies to hospitals. Yeah. Oh my God, that is. Well, I think the problem was is that because I I've been talking to my friend Alistair who lives up near Glencoe, and what was happening? He lives in a, a relatively small community, but what was happening is everybody was coming up from the south in their camper vans, 
and pretty much emptying out the ho- all the grocery stores. So there was no groceries for the locals. And wow. of course, everybody wow. was congregating in these uh, these so-called areas where there wouldn't be anybody in, in you, you know, except for maybe in the summer. And it's kind of the same here. Some of the, the provincial parks, they've closed down because everybody was treating it like a holiday. So you'd see hordes of people out and about having a good time out in the parks. And really, they're just congregating, which is kind of what they're trying to avoid. So uh, that's why they've closed them down. And I think that's why they've kept you guys in to stay at home because you just have so many more people in the UK and Ireland. And um, I mean, that's my guess anyway. Yeah. It's funny you say that about the camper vans now because there's another vlogger, uh, Nev Cartledge, and he lives from his um, his uh, camper van uh, 365 days a year, I think. I don't know, but he was up in Scotland summer and these guys in the car park told him that they're going to burn his camper van down unless he moved on and got out of there. People just didn't want him there. Um, I don't know, it was just, he said it in one of his vlogs, like, and I was shocked, appalled by it, really, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's just that's just one of the reasons why I left the UK, because there's so much thuggery there, I, I find, you know, there's there's that kind of mentality in droves in the UK. I'm not, I'm not mm. dissing the UK in terms of the landscape. I think it's spectacular. There's still lots of great people, but I don't know, I think... I just I just found that type of thuggery was rife and and that's one of the reasons yeah. why I left it's not like that here touchwood in western canada mm-hmm. <clears throat> um we have a lot of rednecks but even there those guys are usually quite quite nice you know kind of like some bit of redneck but uh, that, that sounds that sounds that sounds pretty harsh what you guys are dealing with we we can still go out you know i, I keep checking on the bc government um website the bc health authority and they're they're saying you know get your exercise go out and uh, get fresh air but i mean you you still see people on the streets like standing they look like they're standing way too close together and and the places that i go and i'm guessing adam goes there's hardly anybody around like or, or absolutely nobody but every now and then you might come across somebody on the trail and still they're not very aware of their their distance you know and so i i make sure i just if i see someone coming i just dip into the bush at least eight feet you know yeah. and I'll, hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> it's just kind of awkward you know? camera in your hand in the bush well you know what if you've got a tripod that that officially <laughs> means that you're not a pervert you know it, it's a good point yeah a real, a real pervert point. wouldn't have a tripod because just you know, I would imagine it slows you down, uh, and I don't have a flasher Mac, so I don't, there's no flash. Where is this conversation going? <laughs> Not yet. No. Hold on a second. Now, actually, thinking of one thing there. No, I, I have to come back to it. Gavin, what are you benching in the gym, buddy? I, oh, I don't lift weights. I'm a boxer. I do. I do boxing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's how weird. I maintain this uh, this. Elderly gorilla physique that you've seen in my videos. Figure. I look like some sort of orangutan that's lost all its hair. I no, because I, I tell you this much: you are you are actually looking better in your videos in recent videos compared to uh, a couple of months back. Have you lost a bit of weight? Oh, you can't judge those accurately because everything you see is months old. So 
I think the, the more recent ones that you saw were, were at the very tail end of our January trip, uh, which okay. I was expanding on a daily basis with all that American food. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, actually, I that's as, so. as bad as it got. So I, I, I did. Okay. I was actually getting into really good shape before Armageddon hit. I was hitting the gym a lot, and I was I was feeling. Oh, I'm actually. I can actually breathe through this lung now instead of partial asphyxiation. <laughs> and now that's all gone to shit. I, I'm doing day drinking. I'm sat down, sedentary lifestyle. It's, it's, I'm going to have to start from zero pretty soon. Right. What do you drink? What do you drink? I'm, I'm a wine drinker. Oh, Chateau de Clanmel, which is Bulmer's. <laughs> <laughs> Adam likes his whiskey, though, don't you, mate? So, uh, yeah. I've been drinking a lot of uh, single malt whiskey lately, yeah. Since Is there a particular brand like? No, I've been trying them all. So, uh... <laughs> He's educating his palate. I am. And I, I, know, I, I know one thing for sure. Price does not reflect quality. Okay. So, you know, just because you spend 100 bucks on a, on a, on a bottle of whiskey doesn't make it a good, you know, it's a good scotch, you know, so... Now, I'll tell you this one, Lidl, right, which is a brand, uh, kind of a German brand here in Ireland, there's like Aldi and Lidl. Lidl apparently have this whiskey that is one of the best in the world, and they charge like, I think it's like 15 euros for a bottle of it, and apparently it's one oh, of yeah. the better ones oh, in the whole world. I don't know world. if they have that one here or not, but yeah. Yeah. Do you hear about that, Darren, did you? I have, yeah, I have. I wouldn't be a, drink a whiskey drinker myself, but I have, and I was going to ask actually uh, Adam, Adam, speaking of whiskey, have you ever uh, tried Middleton whiskey? It's an Irish whiskey. It's made by the same people that make Jameson, but it's a, a level above. Um, it's a beautiful whiskey, and it's something that I wouldn't normally drink whiskey, but if I'm to drink any whiskey at all, I'd drink that. Have you ever had it? Ever heard of it? Uh, no, no, but I'll, I'll make a note of it, and uh, I'll put it on my list of ones to try. Yeah, it's a really, really nice one. <laughs> it's a really nice one. Middleton, okay. Middleton, yeah. And Gavin, you mentioned there about your trip in January, because actually since we've had you on the podcast and since we had Adam on the podcast, um, we also then as well had Tom on the podcast, and he gave us a nice insight into the trip that happened in January. So, and obviously forget about the food now, because we know that the, you know, the, the, the culinary situation in the States is the best in the world, right? What else did you enjoy most about that trip? Uh, well, the scenery. I mean, the U.S. scenery... Question. The U.S. scenery, you know, those guys are so spoiled in the U.S. They've got spectacular oceanscapes, you know, seascapes. They've got yes. mountains, yes. high alpine spectacularness. They've got sandy deserts. They've got tropical areas. They've got everything from planet Earth that all, all countries on planet Earth have scattered all over the world in one country, right? And... You can see why there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of Americans don't bother to get passports because why would you want to ever leave the states? Yeah, this is true. If you yeah. want to see scenery, you could see everything imaginable in one country. It's it's unbelievable, you know. And like if you look at the UK in comparison, it's got all that history and it's and it's cultural, but you know the scenery doesn't change that much from even uh, Canada in a lot of respects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. But Canada has this vast expanse of boredom in the middle. So from what I've only, I've not been to the east side, but I'm told that, that the east coast is absolutely spectacular, as is the west side. But what's in between? Yeah. So Vancouver's on the west, yeah? Yeah, we, we are yeah. on the west coast. 
And then if okay. you go up onto the mainland, that whole western area right th right through to Alberta is amazing. It's mountainous. But once you get past those mountains, it, it's just flat. Flatland. Okay. It is. Yeah. You know, you yeah. drive for days and then you then you get you know, you get back east. But and I've yeah. I've never yeah. done that drive. Have you done that drive, Adam, from one side to the other? Oh yeah. Um not all the way to Nova Scotia, but I've driven across to Toronto four times. Four times. Four or five, mm. four or five times, yeah. And yeah, it's a long, it's a long trip. How boring is it once you get past those Rockies? The the, the worst part is Northern Ontario. That's the worst. The, the prairies are actually. I like the prairies. Um, I really love the big skies. I wouldn't want to live there, but you can get across the prairies in a day, no problem. It's Northern Ontario. Just goes on and on and on, like from Thunder Bay all the way down to Toronto. And then I have driven from Toronto to like Montreal and and uh, Vermont and those areas, but I've never gone all the way to Nova Scotia. But uh, you know, you need a lot of time to do it. Um, if you just drive it all in one go, it takes six days, and it's just six horrible days of driving. Six horrible Jesus days Christ. of driving. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. No. See that? No, so no. now compare that to the U.S. And in the U.S., you can, you can snake through all of these different states, and you can yeah. see yeah. all of this different stuff. Man, they're so they're so lucky. So back to the question: What did I like best? Obviously, it was the scenery. It's you can't you can't be disappointed with that kind of scenery. It is world class. You loved the whole aliens thing, didn't you? Aliens thing. Yeah. On your video. I do yeah. I do like alien landscapes and they've got so much of that. I haven't I haven't even been to New Mexico, but that those Bisti Badlands or Bisti Bad, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's it's like being on another world. And then there's all the stuff in Utah and Arizona. It have you guys been there? I have. Um, I went through, well, actually, it's an interesting one for me because um, I went to Denver and we were planning to get the train from Denver through the Rockies down to San Francisco. And the train was eight hours late and then a further eight hours delayed. So I left 16 hours later and the whole time clock was messed up. So I was supposed to go through Utah at sunrise which would have been unbelievable because the railway line goes right through the centre, but I went through it at night time instead, so I didn't get to see any of the beautiful red rocks and everything else that you could get, you know. But um, lovely spot from what I looked at in advance of ever getting there, I don't know, but, yeah, it's something I'd like to go visit again. Well, um, hopefully you get that chance. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I mean, that's why I'm asking, I suppose, what did you enjoy most about the trip? Because, like, right now, it's difficult to go anywhere. You can't go anywhere far and from a world travel point of view. And some of the things that we all like most from a landscape point of view is the landscape. And when you've got beautiful landscape that you want to go explore, but you can't go explore, we had a discussion about it a couple of weeks back and saying, OK, what can you do right now? So you can look back and go, yeah, you know what? If I ever got back there again, I would do this and I would do that. Or if I ever was to get to go to a certain place again, I would go here and go there. So now we have the opportunity to do shitloads of planning. Yeah, we, we can't, can't really get out and do it, but we can plan it. And as I was saying to Dermot that week was use the apps that we all have on our phones right now and see when is the light going to be perfect for that shot? that I think I wanted to get. Yeah, do you know, you know what I mean? mean? Yeah. It's, you know, when this is all over, fingers crossed that it, you know, it, it's all over soon. Can, can you conceive of the excitement and the appreciation that you'll have when you scale a mountain and you get to the top of a mountain that was forbidden not that long ago? Yes. Forbidden. Yes. And now yes. you're just looking at this view. It's, it's just going to be, uh, 
so exciting and so liberating. And I think people will appreciate, well, it's that, that cliche, you don't appreciate what you've got till it's gone, do you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be kind of euphoric, you know. And I suppose, Adam, how about you? What did you enjoy most about the trip um, traveling down? Because I'm going to get to what you didn't enjoy, obviously, on the other side of this. So, <laughs> the thing with the nice things. That's the a long list. Well, I, I think I, I think I, I'm pretty much the same as Gavin. I mean, the uh, the trip itself, um, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we we had a few challenges along the way, uh, but we. Uh, that the scenery was definitely uh, great down there. I mean, I have been down to the States lots of times before, but I hadn't been down for quite a, a number of years uh, just because I, I decided to think to myself, well, there's just so much in Canada that I haven't explored. Whereas the States, uh, as much as I enjoy the landscape down there, a lot of it's been done over and over again. And uh, it's getting a little bit, not tiring, but just, it'd be just nice to do something a bit different, you know. And Vancouver Island, I mean, as as nice as it is, as it is here, uh, it is a, a challenge. Photograph to, uh, photography here is is quite a challenge because it's not as spectacular as as uh, some of the areas we went to in the in the United States. But I, yeah, I'm with Gavin. I, I just really enjoyed going to these. Uh, I mean, Alabama Hills uh, was probably one of my favorite places. It's just fantastic there, Mount Whitney yes. and, and Mono Lake around that area. Just beautiful Eastern Sierras. Okay, so the it's the mountain areas that you're looking at there when you say uh, the beauty of what you saw, yeah. They filmed a lot of uh, a lot of the old westerns in that area, so you know the desert with lots ah, of big boulders okay, okay. and uh, mountains in the background. Uh, it's just spectacular there, and you could you could get lost there for days and days and never get bored. Uh, it's just just beautiful in there. And I suppose the one <coughs> thing then you think when you think about. Okay. Yeah. You're right there, David. I just had a. <clears throat> yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing wrong with me. Hmm. I'm fine. I, I promise. I pinky promise. <coughs> Sorry. Huh? Yeah. Um. Three weeks ago. The UK guys. Yeah, just had a t just had a tickle, 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 you know. Mm, mm, mm. How about we do this? How about we let you get some water there and address that non-dangerous cough that you have, and we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk to the guys about what they didn't like on their trip that they had. Are you tired of running out of power at that crucial moment? Do you need to charge two batteries simultaneously or charge on the go while in your car? The award-winning Pro Cube 2 from Hanel has got you covered. Available for Canon, Nikon, Sony and Panasonic. Visit hanel.ie. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. And like we said in the first part, you know, we're talking to the two guys and how they're dealing with isolation and looking back in regards to happier times. But, you know, the question that we've all had and we wanted to figure out is what they didn't like about this amazing F4 trip that went down the West Coast of the States. So, you know, I'll go to um, Gavin on you first, I suppose, on this one. What didn't you like? You've got Gavin, you have the floor. Gavin, be really careful what you say here. <laughs> As Dustin Oak has said, you can't say each other. I'm not known for that, am I being careful about what I say? Um I think I I, I probably speak for all five of us when I say that the the only thing that was a challenge is spending that much time 
in intimate quarters with four other men. You know, <laughs> I I'm a hermit. I I you might not know this about me, but I am. I am a hermit. I don't I don't really spend that much time with other people. I'm, I'm I do self isolation normally. Um, <laughs> so for me to spend that much time with any humans is difficult. It's it's quite difficult for me to to do that. So so that was the challenge for me. It was like, how am I going to deal with human beings twenty four seven for three weeks? And uh, so that's that's not that's not saying anything bad about the other guys. That's just my own personal problem. You know, I I am a bit of a, a hermit. So that was my challenge. That's what I struggled with. And as you know, the food, that American road food, is not good for your body. No, you know? no. Um. So that so that was a challenge for me. But by, by the time I was headed home, I was just seeking out restaurants that. Uh, sold salads and nick page does does not like salads <laughs> so we, we had to eat a, a few pubs and bar and grill type places and the problem oh, for me is i i just so here, here's my issue with diet right if you see me going through the, the grocery store the supermarket i do not even go down the aisles where they have chocolate and all the things that i want right all the things that you shouldn't eat but i want them I just don't. Mm -hmm. I don't go near it because if I go near it, I'll eat it, right? And that's where you buy them. So I don't go near it. The problem is, if I end up in a an American bar and grill, it's again, it's somewhere that I would never go. I won't go there. I will just avoid it. But Nick likes to go to these bar and grills and these pubs. So now I find myself in the wrong place with the wrong menu, and it's like okay. <laughs> I'll have this. I'll have this really fatty, fourteen thousand calorie burger, and forget the Aye. chips. I won't have fries. I'll have pork scratchings, pork rinds. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So that <clears throat> it was a, it was killing me. I could feel myself slowly dying on a daily basis. So that that was my biggest challenge. Uh, other than that, it wasn't too bad. What What about you, Uncle? Well, you were. I mean, I, I. I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I mean, I, I could see these guys struggling a little bit, uh, but I, I get along with most people. I just let it ride, and uh, I, uh, I just thought it was brilliant the whole thing. I mean, after at, by the end, I was getting a bit tired of hanging out with with other guys. Um, but that goes without saying with anybody. It wouldn't matter who it was. Um, yeah. But I, I, I thought the trip went really well, considering that we were in close quarters. For that long a period, I think we got along extremely well. Yeah, uh, we didn't have too many blow-ups, or um, uh, everybody kind of knew what the goal was at the end, and uh, we just kind of tried to stay focused on that. And I think that's what helped held held it together, you know, because now it's all coming to fruition, and it's looking. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be brilliant. It definitely seems like you guys enjoyed it at every step that we saw in the videos, and you know, I think a good mix into it was Greg and the video that Greg did with Gavin when you were holed up in that small little cavern. I mean, he played an absolute blinder in, in, in that episode completely, well, you know? Well, he's not really playing anything. That's what he's like usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, added a, he added a good dynamic. He put you actually, you know, he kind of, how, how do I put it? Gavin Hardcastle was kind of lost for words at times, I think, by the looks of it. Now, maybe he cut it in or cut it out, but yeah, he seemed to have a few quips that oh, were... Hold uh... on a second, Darren, Darren. I actually, deep down inside, I think Greg actually looks up to Gavin, you know? I think those... Oh, you reckon? Just, I just think he was... 
I don't like know. A father, like, like a father figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. You know. Well, you know, he did, try, he did try and mimic him, I suppose, because he did try and grow the hair long on the top, you know, to get the quiff going very similar to Gavin's. like. And stay the facial hair on the lip. Well, you know, no, no, that just... moustache now should never have been allowed. <laughs> well, the, the moustache he grew for a character that he was playing. <clears throat> oh, right. Yeah, so he, he commits to the bit, does Greg. So oh, yeah, we, we said, Greg, we need you to play this character, and we believe that he should have a pervy moustache. <laughs> and, uh, and so Greg, just, Greg said, "Yeah, all right, I'll do it. My girlfriend will hate it, but I'll do it." Oh. And he and he did it, and it, he grew it pretty quick, didn't he, Adam? Yeah, and I had the wig. I brought the wig with me, so he wore the wig. <laughs> that, so actually, so that was my the whole the whole trip. My silver lining was was the comedy that that Greg provided which we had no idea about it was it was purely spontaneous the idea of this character that we brought into it and it got to the point where me and greg were kind of like the naughty kids of the group mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. you know if we were filming a scene <clears throat> as soon as he started to talk in that character's voice i started to lose it and then we started on this whole giggle fit and the other the other guys were oh god come on guys come on and I was like chill out this is good bloopers we can we can just keep going these are good bloopers but we were on a bit of a time crunch so they were getting a bit pissed off with me and Greg being clowns you know uh, but I I had so much laughter provided by Greg's antics in this character and the way that I that I interacted with that character that that was my added bonus that I never I never met Greg before this trip so I didn't know that. We would have this okay. this comedic sort of chemistry, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. A lot. I, I loved the way y'all looked out for him when he fell down the stairs. So I, was, I thought it was like the the camaraderie between the whole team, like the way you just helped him up. And no, wait, that was something else. This matching. There's history there, isn't there? Because in January, in the first trip, when poor Nick uh, fell face first into the snow, he got no sympathy whatsoever. He just got laughed. That was Adam. Or was it Adam that fell face first into the snow? Actually, we had, we did have a, a moment there where it was pretty. Uh, Nick actually fell over in the middle of a road. He was coming back from uh, the grocery store and he 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 forgot he didn't do up his shoelaces and he tripped over right in front of a truck. And uh, none of us saw it, but uh, he came. He you know he got to the hotel and he just had blood all over him wow. and his knees were all scraped up. And so what happened to you? He goes, oh, I fell in front of a truck. Now that's wow. his story, Adam. But really. He was in the casino yeah. and he got into a brawl. You know, he probably <laughs> elbowed somebody in the face, and you know what? It, it was it was a trucker brawl. That's what it was. The Americans, they're all the same. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you, you know what? The two of you guys did very well actually to enable the the trip to finish in a place which must have been hell for both of you because you don't you both self admitted to us on the podcast you don't like people, and you've gone to an area there where there's a lot of people. And then add a bit more people on top of that, and then add a couple of crazy people into the mix. Vegas, man, it's a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, it's the pits. I, mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't want to say anything nasty about the people that live in Vegas, but I can't stand Vegas. It's what a horrible place. <laughs> I mean, just. I don't mind saying something nasty, Adam. I think it's a shithole. And it is the absolute pit of human depravity. If you want to see yes. humanity at its absolute worst, yes. Yes. Walk, th walk through a low-end casino in Vegas and, and you'll really? see all the reasons oh, why yeah. we do this the things that we do. 
Is it that bad? Like, yeah. it's awful. It's it's. Yeah, it's you awful. see all of these broken people that have got no hope, and the desperate oh. this desperation. It's awful. I mean, I know some nice people that go to Vegas and they love it and they enjoy it. And so you yeah. know, I know that it, I'm not going to say Vegas people are bad. They're not. Uh, but it people go to Vegas. It just makes me feel depressed when I go through that because I have to look at something. An, an element of hu- humanity that I never ever encounter in, in my day-to-day life. Like, you know, just like Adam, I go to places that make me feel good about humanity or existence and life. Vegas is the exact opposite of that. It's, it's the opposite of what we do in our lives. And so to be trapped there for four whole days, exhausted, and this is at the end of the trip where we were, we were just done. Like we were absolutely done. Shot. It was yeah, it was hard. Whereas if we if that hadn't have been part of the story and we'd just gone yeah. somewhere absolutely beautiful and chilled out for a while, it would have been a completely different end to that trip. But it it worked for the story that we were putting together. Yeah. It worked, it was necessary, and it was a great success in that regard. And it, it was fun meeting all those fans though, wasn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. I didn't I didn't realise that um I didn't think that many people would show up. It was that was really fun. That was fun. So how many did show up? Was it be like five hundred, one hundred, maybe five, forty, fifty? <laughs> I don't know. It felt like a lot more than that. It felt like a hundred people, but <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe it was less than that. But that's that's one of the few times that I do that kind of socialising, and I, I I enjoyed it. It was it was fun because it was you know it was all photographers. They all kind of know each other and they all know what we do and. You know, and there a lot of them were people that comment on our videos, so you already feel like you know them because they they're giving me abuse in my videos and trolling me in a funny way that I, that I enjoy. And then you get yeah. to meet them. It's oh, are you cheeky bugger! It's you, is it? You know, so that that was fun. Yeah. So did did, did any of you spend any money in Vegas? Like, did you go in like with a hundred quid? Said, look, this is for gambling. This is just for shits and giggles. Let's just play. Go to the crap stable. Did he? Did he gamble anything? Well, um, I didn't. <laughs> but Uncle Grumpy oh, may, yes. have, may have got a little bit out of control. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And the rest of it will be revealed in the story when the story is is out there. You'll see how far down the rabbit hole Uncle Grumpy went. Can you can you elaborate on that, Uncle Grumpy? <laughs> Actually. Actually, uh, Tom and uh, Nick, they they gambled quite a bit. Can't just keep on passing on the blame, guys. Come on. Well, no, because I, <laughs> I, I mean, at some point I, I'd run I'd run out of money, so I went and watched those guys. And they were, you know, yeah. they were splashing a bit, you know. Nice. Especially Tom, you know, he's pretty flashy. I mean, he, he likes to spread his money around, you know. Yeah, he's oh, a yeah. flashy, flashy dude. But you were in the Excalibur, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's oh. the worst. <laughs> yeah, Wait, what's, bad. what's bad about the Oh man, it's the worst. Well, Tom booked it, right? So Tom booked that oh. part of the accommodation. So up until then, Nick Nick had booked all the accommodation, and his selections weren't too bad. He had, he actually had us in quite a few nice hotels, and then okay. for, for whatever reason, Tom's like, "Oh, I'll sort out I'll sort out the Vegas." So, well, he clearly <laughs> went for the cheapest possible option, didn't he? Actually, I think it was his. I think it was his wife that booked it for us, wasn't it? 
Uh, uh, actually, I don't no, know. that explains. Because she was looking for deals. Oh, she got a deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we were going to Vegas now, right, how much is it to stay? Like, here in Ireland, you pay, what, uh, between 50 and 80 euros for a night in a hotel or, or a B&B or something. What would it be like in Vegas? Well, Vegas used to be really cheap, but now uh, it's not. I mean, even the, the buffet breakfast, that? how much 30, was that? That was like 30, 30, American, yeah, right? maybe forty dollars American. Yeah. yeah, which to us Canadians is like a gazillion dollars. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't think that the hotel wasn't expensive, but it wasn't cheap, was it? No, it was 100, 150, 170 bucks a night. What's interesting thing for me was that you chose that area to finish up and finish up, as we said, in a kind of a uh, with a bang, let's just say, but. After that, then, uh, Greg flew from away from Vegas. Tom flew away from Vegas. You drove back up the road, I think, um, Gavin and Adam. Where did you Where did you go? Well, i i had um I had to get back because I had a trip to China planned, and uh, of course, as soon as I, well, just before I got back, I I found out that the, the whole thing had been cancelled. Mm. So uh, mm. you know, I was back and forth with Jean Lee. Um, she was actually in China. And then, of course, a lot of the participants were kind of unsure about going. And I, I said, well, I'm going to go anyway. And, of course, I was way off and way wrong. And, uh, it, you know, good job we didn't go. Otherwise, we'd probably still be there, stuck in yes. the desert, you know. Um, I mean, I, was, I mean yeah. it was like anybody else. You know, you, you're kind of like, oh, should I take a chance or, you know. And um, anyway, we didn't go. And uh, it was a good job we didn't go. So... Yeah, but I suppose that was back in January as well, well so it was kind well, of early days. Yeah, I mean, originally I was going to drive back with Gavin, but then I figured out that I'd only have maybe two two or three days before I had to leave again, and I wanted to get home a little bit earlier, so I had time to get ready and, and pack up and, and go, you know. Yes, and actually, Gavin, you drove back up, so you drove in convoy down uh, on the trip as well, so it took 21 days for you to get down on the trip. How long did it take you to get back? Four days. Because um, wow. I stopped off at a couple of places. There was no way I was going to, you know, not try and get some vlogs out of that drive home because, you mm-hmm. you know, you pass all these epic places. So, yeah, I, I made a little list, <clears throat> but some of them didn't it didn't work out just because the weather turned. So I, I ended up getting a lot less than I thought I would do because it was January. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, January, yeah, yeah, the weather's yeah, yeah. kind of questionable at that time of year. So but I did, I did get a, there's a couple more vlogs coming from that return journey home so you'll get to see those hopefully in a, well one will be out in a few days so that's the point then i suppose i was leading to is because you you filmed content on the way back up um so you've got that content as you alluded to earlier on as well you know that you have enough content typically in the bag that you're not going out on a monday to release on a wednesday let's just say um you've done your content now on on the route yeah usually i'm a month or two behind you know so i have all of i usually have all of this catching up to do and the reason why it takes me so long to catch up is because my vlogs are convoluted and they've got all these stupid scenes you know and 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 the thing is some of the scenes that you see could have been filmed four months ago and i drop it in because it just happens to fit you know so there's a there's a scene coming up soon with my stalker where she she fully reveals how absolutely batshit crazy and dangerous she is. <laughs> and, um, you know, up till now, people are kind of like, oh, that's kind of cute. Oh, she's, she's, you know, she's not properly dangerous. But on this one, she is certifiable, proper mm-hmm. dangerous. And, and that's when uh, 
you'll start to see the dark side come in. But that scene was filmed last year in November, and I'm hoping I'm going to be able to drop it into a, an upcoming episode soon just to tie off the whole storyline so that it all mm-hmm. resolves and moves mm-hmm. on to the next phase of the story. Mm. So you've got content filmed from that, and obviously I'm really looking forward now to seeing this reveal. Is it kind of is it as bad as kind of you know a bunny rabbit uh, head in in a pot kind of thing? Like, uh, <clears throat> you've got to think along the lines of Breaking Bad. It's like uh, you know, could she know. really yeah. could she really go that far? That's too far. She she's gone she's gone over the edge, and so you'll you'll mm. you'll see that. But um. Mm. Yeah, after that, I've got a few vlogs that I managed to shoot here on the island not long after I got back in January. Um, and then once I've gone through that, I'm exhausted. And so I'm hoping that we, we're still able to, or still allowed to go out into wilderness locations like we are at the moment. Uh, yes. but, it, but if we're not, then I'll be doing macro videos like Tom. <laughs> well, actually, I want to talk about challenges when we get to the last part of the, of the episode this evening, because there's a few I think that you could be quite good at maybe you've tried them before and give us the feedback on it as well but i mean you know from um adam and your point uh you know you recently released a video said that you found a new spot close to home that you really hadn't gone to before brown river falls i think is that what it's called yeah, yeah. so like yeah. are you dried up don't want to say dried up in regards to content because it's not really the right way to say it, but you know have you got a buffer of content now or are you filming and then waiting to no. go no, I uh, I don't even have anything for next week. So so um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of trying to get vlogs out each week. Uh, it's nice if you have two or three uh, filmed ahead of time, but I'm finding that these local ones are usually quite short trips. They're not. I can't extend the vlogs too much. Um, yes. I mean, I might if I can still go out there. I might go out to the west coast and and maybe do some more out there. But what I'm finding is, uh, I mean, the island doesn't have an an infinite a number of spots and, and after a while you, you start to go to the same spots and uh, I mean there's that's not to say there's lots of other areas here but they're probably much harder to get to and harder to find so you have to invest a mm-hmm. lot of time just to find these new locations and that's that's the problem I'm running into I I want to spend the time but then I have to try and get this video out so I'm you know you know what we nice need thing. Adam we need a helicopter we do no you're talking and or, we're not or a boat. Yeah, but well, I've got I've got a friend with a boat, but the problem is they're so expensive to fuel up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every time I say let's go, he's like, yeah. Uh, where do you want to go? And I'll be like, well, how about Galliano Island? They'll be like, ooh, that's a thousand dollars in fuel. Uh, do you want to pay for that? <laughs> I'll be like, no, yeah. no. But we're not fully we're not full rock star YouTubers yet, guys. Where 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 are the sort of lower echelon? of YouTubers, we still have to drive ourselves around. You know, we don't have assistants. We film all our own B-roll and all that, you know. We're the the low end, right? But one day, wouldn't it be good if we could afford, okay, let's go up to that mountain. We just get a helicopter and go. Yeah. The the problem is we we would get epic footage and epic shots, the likes of which we could not get otherwise. But then we just kind of mm. look like fake posers because we're, we're doing stuff yeah. that the average person has no chance of doing whatsoever. And I think part of what we do, it's like where we go and where we stand and we get those shots, you you can also do that. You too can yeah, stand so. in that exact spot. And I think if, 
I don't want to lose that. I mean, I'm not going to say no to a free helicopter ride, but that would have to be like a special treat. That couldn't be that couldn't be the norm, I don't think. Okay, so thinking about you're talking about being famous now, right? So out of curiosity, we've had all of you on the podcast, right? Yeah. So who do you think is the most popular out of all of you? Well, Tom. Yeah, Tom. It's got the biggest audience for sure. Yeah, do you think so? All well, right, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you the exact statistics of how many downloads you've had on our podcast, right? So out of all of you, right? Holy Gavin. I'm not going to say the least liked, but the fella in last place, I would have, but he's very good <laughs> <quiet> anyway. <laughs> Believe it or not, is uh, Nick. Right, so Nick Page is be the fourth place out of all four, four of you, right? Wow. Guess oh, yeah, but I, but I, that's not really fair because I had shitty audio, you know. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, Adam. Behind you, there is a bag on the shelf. It's the bag of excuses. Can you put it away there? We don't need it at the moment. <laughs> it, it, it was my fault. It was definitely my fault. I, d- I did try. I tried to listen to that podcast, Adam. And I got, I, I got, I don't know, eight minutes in and just the sound, I just couldn't carry on. The funny, the funny uh, thing is, I think that's the, the, even the, the second, second or the, or the third, third podcast, podcast where I fucked up, up the, the, uh, the audio. <laughs> 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 he needs an audio guy. Yes. yes. Okay, yes. so yes. in third place is Thomas Heaton. Ooh. Oh, really? Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Surprising, right? In second place is Adam Gibbs. So wow. congratulations to Mr. Gavin Harcastle. You yeah. are the most popular, not out of the four of you, our most popular download ever. Oh, well, you know. So um, you got three downloads and I got two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, that's good. Yeah, here, here's another one for you, right? Here's another one for you. So Gavin nearly got twice as much downloads as any of you. Oh, that's that's a statistic oh. you can't ignore, Adam. It is a statistic. That's actually a very good uh, achievement, though, to be doubled, yeah? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, my head's just getting I, bigger by the second well, you now. See, I, <laughs> and, you know, here's the interesting thing about it, because when you ask the question about popularity and you look in regards to fan base and stuff like that, and, you know, YouTube famousness, let's just say, Tom is number one, yeah? So he's got, what, 300,000 people subscribed to him on YouTube or something like that. Um, then you have Nick, I think, has hit, hit 100,000. Yeah. Uh, then you have Adam next. And then you have Gavin coming up the rear. Am yeah. I right on that, Jeff? Yeah. The rear. Gavin and I have a bit of a rivalry going on because Gavin overtook me there for a bit, and then I, I thought, oh, I got to put out a video. I got to put out a video that's going to get more viewers. So I put a, a my six or seven best uh, tips out, and that just skyrocketed my, you know, my yeah. uh, subscribers. <laughs> he left me. He left me in the dust when he, he sold out. He, he sold out and hard himself and did a seven top tips video. That's that was it. I was I was gone. I was left in the dust. It it does seem to do something on YouTube. You put a five or something or a six or a seven in the start of it of a description or a thumbnail and bang, people just pick up on it. Well that's why so, I did it. I, I thought I'll try it out and sure enough. 
it's my most watched video. I mean, Gavin, the stock for content, it'll be the five things that I'm better than the other F F4 guys on. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Actually, you know, when I was on my drive home from that trip, I did film a five top tips video. I, oh, I, think, it might have been, I think it might have been a five top sunrise photography tips. The only problem was... I didn't get a brilliant sunrise. sunrise. <laughs> it's you know it's good content and it's a, it's actually quite educational and useful. But it the shot that I got at the end is kind of like well, at least the tips were good, you know. It was an okay <laughs> shot, which is always a, that's always the challenge when you're doing a vlog. It's it's like. You, you you film all this B-roll before you get the shot, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that shot was crap. You know, it's so frustrating. Yeah. But the fact that you had bad weather is, and it kind of really personifies from a landscape point of view, because you'll go all out for the best laid plans. You look at all the apps, you'll get everything laid out, and bang, there's a bank of cloud. You don't get your light. Or as as you experienced, actually, and it's something that I've been doing for years, is always look behind you. So in the last couple of videos there, you were saying, Gavin, you know that, you're so concentrating on this composition, but behind you, it's all kicking off. Yeah. And that can happen as well so quickly too, you know? So, Dermot, from a content point of view, what have you got left now before you run dry? So you've got, you're finished on the Donegal now, yeah? Yeah, my Donegal series is finished, but I do have, I guess, Adam, uh, Gavin, Maz, and a few others, uh, Tom, no, Tom couldn't do it, uh, Nick uh, and Greg, they critiqued some of my photographs and uh, Gavin laid out some uh, audacious claims in it. So we, I'm sure some people would love to see that and what his opinions are. Adam, you are brilliant, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> you are my favorite, Adam, I have to say. Anyway. What? Oh, yeah, well, def definitely, because he made my head like feel this size, do you know, like I did to you a while ago. Well, yeah, but I mean, you gave, I mean, you gave me this photograph that I mean, you knew it was good. You knew it was good. I mean, what I'm going to say, I mean, amazing sunrise or sunset. Um, you know, I mean, what am I going to say? That awful, awful. <laughs> what image did he send you? He sent me one of a like a jetty or a dock going out into a lake, and then there was a beautiful sunset or sunrise. Two mile gate. Ah, oh, two mile gate. Okay, so you had the jetty going in the center of the image. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, okay. But look, oh, that's I a nice that shot, no, to be fair. Yeah. I have that video coming up on Thursday, but I also did my trailer for my YouTube channel, which is going to come out on Tuesday. But after that, then, I have nothing. Although I did start the, the Adobe Lightroom kind of series for beginners and kind of, you know, people are just looking to pick up one or two tips here and there. So I'll be, I'll be doing them every Sunday, you know. Okay, so you're going to do more stuff now based at home and showing people on the back end and processing as well, yeah? Okay. And, and I mean, if you, you've, you've done stuff like that before, but one of the things you probably end up doing is doing reviews of the copious amounts of gear that you have. And, you know, it's not it's difficult for me to be able to find items to do a review on, but you've got them just coming out your blood. I mean, that could be something as well for Adam, because Adam is very similar to you. You know, you are both like kindred spirits on the amount of gas that you both have. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So I have a few things that I actually can do because I have been gathering footage of the Lytra torches that I have. And I want to do a, a review on one of my jackets, believe it or not, because I think it's one of the best jackets that a landscape photographer can have. It's absolutely brilliant. So I want to do maybe a review on something like that. And maybe some uh, my hiking boots, which ones are crap, which ones are good. I'm just pulling fecking vlogs out of my ears here, you know, just trying to create context. So but I think it's something that we could actually do because... We, we do use them. They're not photography. They're not cameras. They're not lenses. But they are uh, essentials to us when we're actually out and up. And uh, well, I don't have any flip flops, unfortunately. But you know, the boots will just have to do. Yeah. I well, agree. you can't take yourself seriously you're, you're as a photographer, Diamond, unless you wear flip flops. I mean, you know this. Come on. Yeah, I, I'd have to buy some. Can you re recommend any? Actually, Maybe you could do a vlog. I've got, some, flip -flop. Uh, I've got some used ones here that have, once they get past <laughs> a, certain, a certain decay point, they have to be retired um, okay. because the, the fragrance is, is just unbearable. But if I send them to you, I'm sure you've got some uh, cleaning products you could, you could apply to them. And I'd really love to yeah. see my flip-flops on your feet. What size feet have you got, Diamond? Uh UK 11. Uh, right, bigger feet than me, so this could look quite funny. And... <laughs> <laughs> but what about the postage? Is that not going to cripple you and your business? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. it's going to cost you $1,000 shipping, but the, the product <laughs> is free, Diamond. So $1,000 Canadian dollars, yeah. actually US dollars shipping, and uh, these are yours. I'll even sign them. Oh, brilliant. And some shit wool that you have. Or sh what, what wool? Merino wool you have, not shit wool. Uh, those, have been, those have been uh, those have already been sold so I'm out of stock mm. and actually you know what Gavin had so much foresight in regards to this whole corona you know people went crazy and just bulked up on shit tickets I mean every single where you go people have just have to get in so much quantity of them that there's people now of pictures of them returning trolley loads of toilet paper to the stores because they went and went absolutely batshit crazy in ordering ridiculous amount yeah they shouldn't take it back they're yeah. not taking it back and they shouldn't take it back no no they shouldn't mm, i'm surprised that they tried to bring him back yeah I'm, they've yeah, got no shame have they all right so look guys we're going to take a last break here we'll be right back and i want to ask the guys a couple of questions in regards to some challenges that maybe they should try uh, in this isolation time so we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor are you tired of running out of power at that crucial moment do you need to charge two batteries simultaneously or charge on the go while in your car the award-winning pro cube 2 from hanel has got you covered available for canon nikon sony and panasonic visit hanel.ie and you're very welcome back to the final part of this evening's episode. And like we've done in the last couple of isolation podcasts, come up with different ideas to challenge ourselves and, you know, find different ways to learn new skills with your camera because you can't get out, obviously, for the foreseeable future. So a lot of that could be around home. So we've given some different examples of uh, doing macro or using reflections or playing with light or playing with bokeh and stuff like that on the previous podcast. But while we're here this evening, you know, let's ask the two guys. So I suppose, Adam, I'll go to you first on this one. Uh, have you got any ideas or challenges for our listeners to keep themselves occupied, keep learning, I suppose, and keep engaged with the camera during the period of isolation we have at the moment? Yes, uh, they can get into boudoir photography. That's what I've been doing. Um, 
<laughs> I knew it. You're serious. I thought he was serious. Uh, I have to say, it's the most boring thing you can ever do. I've done it loads of times. I absolutely hate it. What about boudoir selfies, though, Adam? I'd love to see you in a skinny <laughs> outfit. Doing a boudoir selfie. Or even better, pet, pet boudoir. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has gone wrong, man. Wrong <laughs> so many. Yeah, that's quite. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other idea I had was actually stop my idea. One that I mentioned earlier was uh, there's a photographer in Canada uh, from the East Coast named uh, Freeman Patterson, and what he used to do with his students was he'd go out with a hula hoop. And he'd throw the hula hoop on the ground and they'd have to photograph in that confined area, which is an extreme challenge. Because if you happen to fall somewhere like on some dog shit or something, then you might have problems photographing. But I mean, I think the idea is to just really challenge yourself and photograph things that you might not otherwise normally photograph, you know, because uh, we all mm-hmm. usually photograph the things that we love. So think of the things that you really don't like photographing and, and <laughs> go for those. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing too, you know. So you can push, push yourself to do something you haven't done before and find a way to make it look good, yeah? Well, and look at it as an exercise, like kind of look at, say, uh, say you'll go and photograph a rock and just see where the light's falling and, and just try and study it for, for what it is rather than as the subject itself, you know. I think Tom, uh, you know, Tom Heaton mm. has a brilliant idea of doing the macro photography because that's accessible to everybody. And, uh, you know, if you don't have uh, mm-hmm. a close-up lens or a macro lens, or I mean, you can buy, uh, I think he was using extension tubes. I mean, you can buy them really cheap off Amazon. Or you can buy uh, diopters, like the close-up filters, which are probably even better. Mm-hmm. You can pick up a, a set of three or four for uh, 20, 30 bucks, which is not going to break the bank. And just screw them on like a filter and use those. And uh, it's mm. amazing what you could do with macro photography. So I think it's a brilliant idea of macro yeah, so how, how about throw down the hula hoop and then do macro within the hula hoop? Yeah. If, if you just yeah. land on a lawn, then, you know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Try and find some crazy yeah, stuff hidden precisely. there, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, and if you're lucky enough to have a garden, uh, then, of course, you know, there's lots of things you can photograph. I think it's more, the people that live in apartments and that, I think yes. it would be more of a challenge, especially if you live in the city. Uh, that would be a, a challenge for a landscape photographer. I'd, mm. I'd have a lot of trouble mm. with that. Okay. Sure. And uh, Gavin, how about you? What sort of challenge can you come up with for people to try and keep sane in this crazy time? Well, here's a novel idea. Uh, just process your images. You know, all those thousands of images that you spent the last eight years shooting? Process them. And and this is directed at some of my own students because they, they've confessed to me on many an occasion that they'll spend thousands of dollars on travel, thousands of dollars on workshops, all this gear. They'll take pictures that I know are brilliant pictures because I was there when they took them and they never get round to editing them. They, these images never see the light of day. And it's a crying shame because I want to see these images, you know. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have this stockpile of years and years worth of amazing travel photos that they've never got around to editing. Well, now is the time. Now is the time to put it all together. Not only get your images out there, but refine your whole post-processing method. Get better mm-hmm. at doing that. And then the other thing um, that I would encourage people to do 
is teach themselves composition. So I'm just going to blatantly plug this uh, new course that I'm working on now, which is... <laughs> Look at Adam's face! <laughs> which is, uh... I'm doing this course all about composition. One of the methods I've always used to teach uh, composition is you don't even need to be in the field to teach yourself composition. So one of my fun things that I often would do on workshops is, you know, in the, in the downtime, let's say you're in the pub after a day of shooting. If anybody's got like a small laptop or a tablet and a whole stock of images that they can pull up is, is we play the crop game. Oh, thank you, love. Oh, look at that. That's, that's good. Cheers. Cheers. Who's that? Oh, no, that's nobody. You don't, that? need, no, that's, you don't need to worry about <laughs> what that was. That's, that was you not. Have a lovely, lovely coloured shirt. Well, I like that. What colour was it? Orange. Mauve. I don't know. That, that wasn't a stalker or anything like that. that wasn't a... Lovely orange shirt. Good timing, love. Thanks for that. That was great. I was doing a sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but what you could do is you can use the crop tool, either in Lightroom or Photoshop, and go into images that you've already composed, you took them out in the scene, and it works especially with super wide scenes that have got a lot fit into the frame, is you can then challenge yourself to go into the images you've already taken and, and take out new, fresh compositions that you perhaps could have done while you were there if you'd have had a, a longer you know, telephoto. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that will teach you a lot about First of all, seeing the shot, seeing what's important, trying to differentiate between the boring parts of the image and the more interesting parts of the image and pull out those little sections of gold. And you can do it on lots of different kinds of images. But if you do that over and over again and try and challenge yourself and try to think, well, what am I missing? What could I could I take this landscape image? and turn it into a vertical? Or could I get this vertical and turn it into yes. a thin, you know, try and think outside the box and, and yeah. challenge yourself. But with the material that you've already got, you could probably pull out some golden little nuggets, which might be far more popular when you post them on social media, because you've refined that composition. You've thought about it after the event. So that's, that's one of the th things I like to do. And you will see that in my upcoming course. Composition made easy. But you know what? I like that idea because I'm fixated on shooting the wide angle all the time and I won't I won't change the orientation either. Oh for myself, that'd be a great project to do because I don't have any back pile of images that I can pick from and try re-edit or, or edit again because once I shoot an image, I'm in a hurry to get it out to the world. I don't hoard away my images. I like to share them with as many people as I can. So for me to do that practice that exercise to turn something that's in a landscape orientation into a portrait orientation so yeah i might i might try something like that during the week if i get bored yeah well you know what would be good what one thing i found what back in the days when i used to be on rinstagram um <clears throat> what i would do is because back back in those days i didn't shoot anything four by five vertical why would you why the hell would you ever do that unless you're an instagrammer yeah. right so I found myself looking through my back catalog and it was all three by twos or 16 by nines or panos. And I was like, oh shit, I, want, I need to get some, some crap onto Instagram. What shall I do? So I went through my back catalog and cropped out all of these four by fives from images that I thought were sort of like, they were just okay. They were my kind of B catalog. And once I cut out this little section of a far, you know, a particularly interesting point in the image, and I posted them on Instagram, I, f I found that the response for those simple little simplified cutouts, th those images did far better on Instagram 
from doing that little crop process than they ever did on any other platform when I'd showed the full-sized image. And, and so that that did help to, to refine my, my compositional process. And now I, I think a little bit more like that in the field. I think a little bit more like, okay, what is really important here? What do I want to make this an image of? And, and I tighten things up and fill the frame with what's most impressive. I, I, something as well I've thought about is that when I... Yeah, you know, sorry, Dermot. That's something I thought about as well is that when you look back on your old images, as you say... When we're all starting out, we go through different phases of develop, developing an image. So the slider, as far as we're concerned, it goes to 11. Yeah, And you go, okay, I'm going to go all the way there every single time. But I look back on images, and we've discussed it in the past, that five years ago I went, oh, yeah, that's a B, that's a banger, absolute beautiful shot. And now I look back and go, oh, Jesus, what was I thinking? So now to go back and to, to re-edit that, not only with the composition point of view, because you might find a completely different image in the scene than what you saw when you took the photograph five years ago. But now that what you've learned and how to process an image, it could come out 20 times better than you ever thought it was in the first place. And I think that's something right now as well that people would have time to be able to go back over those images. Because, Jeremy, you know, you say that you want to get a video or get a, um, a photograph and you want to release it to the world straight away. But have you ever done a video, you, or again, a video, sorry, have you ever done an image and you look at the image and you go, yeah, that's really, really nice, but you go to sleep and you come back even the next day and you look at the image and you go, Jesus, man, what was I thinking? Look at the way I was thinking. That was great here. I've completely changed the white balance to what it should be. Or I've gone too far on this or I've gone too little on this or I've missed a dust spot. And I know somebody who has a Sony all the time has to live with dust spots in their life continuously. But, you know, you don't see that dust spot and bang, you're up to putting that image out in the world instead of actually sitting on it for a period of time. I mean, um, I think it's a Sean Bagshaw. I think he said that he would have images that he would sit on for months um, and would go back to them and refine them and go back to them and refine them and eventually would go, okay, I'm happy with that image because you constantly get better even in a short period of time. But if you go back over a number of months or a number of years, you might find some crazy gems that are just sitting there, but you didn't process them right. Yeah, so maybe that's something to a dear that you could do. Oh, definitely. Like, I... Like I, I throw my stuff out to the world as soon as I get them. I really do. Like I don't have any patience. I cannot sit in them. It's like a child with chocolate in front of them. They have to eat it. Or Gavin, in your case, with yeah. chocolate. Uh, so you know you're going to eat the chocolate. You know, I'm the same with images. The second I get an image, I take a beautiful photograph. I just want to get it out in the world and take it. So me revisiting some of the images that I took before, and like even with the the pano images where I used to be able to stitch them as well. But now I'm kind of gotten a bit better in it. And even the algorithms for Adobe, they have even gotten better at stitching as well. So yeah, it may be definitely something to try because I haven't dumped those panels that didn't work for me, you know? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, you know what? This is the time now when we've always said over the years, you know, that if our wife or our partner had said, would you get that done? You'd say, yeah, I get it done now when I have time. Well, this is the problem now because there's a lot of time that people have at the moment. So, you know, you can try and fit some very urgent projects in that you got to do from a photography point of view, really, don't you? Guys, um, thanks very much for the uh, the chat. Um, I think it's been a very, very good chat, actually, to kind of learn more about what you're doing in this very unusual time. And, you know, normally when we've got guests on, we say, what's next? What's the next thing around the corner? So, I mean, it's going to be a different time in the next number of months. Hopefully, we can all still get out and do what we love to do more anyway yeah you can anyway we can't hear but maybe that yeah i really it. hope it doesn't 
Well, right now we're we're all it's all steam ahead on the uh, on the project, isn't it? Yeah, we we've been trying to push things forward with the F4 project because this is a perfect opportunity to do it. And so we we are yes. all four of us yes. plus Greg as, as well are, are committed to trying to get this project out as soon as possible, uh, much sooner than we anticipated. We don't know for sure whether it's going to get out in the next sort of six weeks or so, but that's something that we would love to do. We're going to work hard, and then mm-hmm. you know if 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 it mm-hmm. feels right to to release it, then then we will because we don't know <laughs> what the what the landscape's going to be like in six weeks' time. Everything's changing so rapidly, you know, but people are hungry for content mm. right now. People mm. are asking for this, and so we're, so we're trying to get it done. Uh, so we're, we're on it, and we'll we'll just see see how things feel when it's ready. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting, you know, and you say people are hungry for content at the moment. We Again, do you know that uh, Netflix and Amazon and Disney have all had to pare back the quality of what they're streaming now because the amount of people that are streaming online that the bandwidth everywhere has been taken up from people watching movies. So you're saying we've got a chance? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> there's, there's a big chance, yeah, yes. you know, a big chance. Standards have and been dropped, we're in. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah. Seize the moment, yeah. Seize the moment and enjoy it, yeah. Those acting classes really paid off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, funny thing is, I'm Adam's acting coach and he's my acting coach, so we're screwed. <laughs> Blindly. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to try and find new and innovative ways now to be able to get each other on the, uh, the, the videos, you know? You well, I was thinking, have... I, I sent Adam a message the other day, but he, he never replied. So I was thinking we should go out and do like a vlog together, but we'd stay like 100 feet apart at all times. And we're like, just shout to one another from the other side of a river and try and put together a comedy skits from a great distance and see see how weird and awkward it is. In fact, our very first our very first silly scene that we ever did was we were about eighty feet apart. So That's right. we, we were, weren't we? Yeah. Okay, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so we should not put on the video of this at all. Those hand gestures uh, are shockingly bad. Darren, can you do a zoom in on that when he does that? And then just yeah. like repeat uh, it. Yeah. Repeat it to some music. I'll, I'll give you my theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> you just sync it up. You know what, if, if, if you do make that video, it's actually going to be no different to normal because you'll say, anything good over there, Adam? No, nothing. <laughs> not again, no, but I think we need to, uh, we need to get that done in the next three or four weeks, Adam, um, because if we do end up putting this, uh, this F4 project out, we're going to want to promote that, and and I think it's going to help if if the two of us are together doing something ridiculous, and then we you know we can kind of say by the way, I was trying to get hold of a gas mask of some sort. Like, a, like a, I would assume you just had all kinds of kinky ones in your basement, like a, like a Russian one or something. You know? <laughs> there, there you go. Someone I thought you'd already mask. have that. You don't already have one. Well, I almost ordered one, but you know, money's a bit short right now. Well, well now's a good time to get out that gimp suit. I think you know you could get that mm-hmm. out. We could have some writing comedy with that. Give me some fashion. Yeah. All polished up and shiny. Well, oh, brilliant. <laughs> I would actually pay him money to see Gavin in a gym suit. Jesus. Actually, I think people would pay money not to see that. 
Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think Can, so. can you imagine this this belly all shiny and glossy? No, nobody <laughs> wants to see that. That should be banned. That's brilliant. Right, guys, you know what? It's going to go into the depths of depravity here soon enough, I'd say, if we're not careful. Um, I've really enjoyed this evening. Thanks very much, guys, like I say, for coming on. Uh, hopefully, you know, you'll uh, you'll keep yourselves entertained and maybe try one or two of the challenges as well to kind of give yourselves that extra bit of flair. You, know, you don't need any extra flair already, but you know what I mean. Keep yourselves kind of um, engaged in things while we're all locked away in this very, very uncertain time, you know? Yeah. No, it's, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been your absolute pleasure. And before I go, I just want to say... Hey guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.